Welcome back to the next community podcast. This is episode 28 and I am Angelo Luciani. It's great to be with you today. Before we begin, I'd like to remind folks that Nutanix will be at VMworld and I encourage you to stop by the booth and say hi. If you'd like to connect with anyone from Nutanix, let me know and I can make that happen for you. Contact me at community at Nutanix.com. In today's podcast, we put Dwayne Lesnar in the hot seat and chat with him regarding his newly released course on Udacity called Introduction to DevOps. It's a free course where you work at your own pace and it's designed to get you up to speed on DevOps and the DevOps workflow. So with that, let's join the discussion. Welcome back, folks. We're here today with uh, Dwayne Lesnar. Tables will be turned today. I will be interviewing Dwayne. Dwayne was uh, has just released a new course on Udacity, and we thought we'd dive into it and get a sense of how he conceived it, how, what's in it, and um, how you, you folks can benefit from it. So with that, hi, Dwayne. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Thanks, Angelo. Yeah, it's uh, different being on this side of the mic, but uh, yeah, it'll be good. We were talking uh, just before we went on the air. You know, I feel like I need to call you Mr. Lesnar now as I refer to all my, you know, instructors and teachers, etc. Let me know if that's the new term. You know, professor's fine. I can uh, I can work with that, I guess, if if you have to, but no, no, I it uh, I was lucky to be involved in in the project at all, to be honest. The people over at Udacity run a run a pretty tight ship. It's interesting. Like they they have so many <laughs> brainiacs over there. It kind of made me think how like an education place actually can afford them. Because they're they're based in Mountain View, they're in the Valley. Housing's like expensive. I don't think teachers have a good track record of getting paid the most. So yeah, I found it pretty interesting overall. That's great. Let's get into it a little bit. The course is called Introduction to DevOps. Really, uh, I'll say I like to say trendy, but I think more it's more commonplace now, if you will. Before we dive into the the details of the course, just just get a sense of how you decided to come up with this idea, how you conceived it, what what sort of motivated you to get started on this? Well, it was really Udacity and the the education team uh, within Nutanix, and gonna you know how how is the next generation going to to not only use our product but just you know build products in general, and really just kind of wanting to to be a part of the story since a lot of kind of what makes up DevOps is used internally at Nutanix. It kind of made sense to to be a part of that. And later in the year, we'll actually be launching a, a new website where we'll kind of be taking both uh, the infrastructure side of the house and the, the you know, the development uh, people and kind of mashing it together where people can kind of go off and grow their careers. So it's just kind of a forward looking into the future. And I think it, you know, it definitely has some legs, I think. And, and maybe, you know, for some folks that may not know, uh, and I know there's many different definitions, but maybe you can share with people what your idea of DevOps is. Some people think it's just a bunch of tools. Others think it's um, a bunch of processes. What's your definition, if you will, of what DevOps is? That's probably part of the problem and why there's so many definitions, because it's really, it's all of those things that you mentioned. It's it's kind of funny, too, when you see someone that's going to be a DevOps engineer and I think the the term probably has just been kind of grown over time to to maybe lead in automation or or it's another another name for a Linux uh, sysadmin. But 
DevOps is a practice. I know what we used in the course anyway was like DevOps is the practice of operations and development engineers participating in the whole life cycle from design, development, production, support, kind of working through that process. Tooling is definitely a part of that. Uh, we do touch on some tools uh, within the course. And actually, it was a tag team effort. And uh, the other person that's involved, uh, Kruger, he's a SE or was an SRE from Google. So he like living in the trenches of software development at, at a huge scale. So he really has some interesting takes on the development side. And I'm kind of more based on on the infrastructure. I think I had a, a brief stint in development, but I crossed back over when I moved back to kind of my hometown. Mm -hmm. And do you think it requires, DevOps requires a different mindset? I mean, it sounded like the description that you had just given about the two groups coming together through the entire life cycle. I know um, back in the day, many of us, you know, working for for, for organizations would, would do things in, in silos, if you will, um, you know, the infrastructure team, the dev team. And then we all kind of hope that in the end, the tunnels we're building would all meet at the end at some point. But um, do you think it requires a different mindset? Is it is it something that can sort of be learned, if you will, or, or does, you know, a lot of these traditional companies, can they really transform and move toward a, a DevOps type type environment? I think it definitely requires a, a shift in thought. Of, I guess it depends on, on where you are with the journey and probably classify it as one. I know before coming to uh, Nutanix, we actually had a, it was they definitely wasn't called DevOps, but they were kind of broke off operations into these project teams. But the project teams were kind of made up of everyone from app people, we had the server team, storage, networking all involved. It didn't really quite work out. Um, I guess they were kind of reverted back talking to them now, but it does take a lot of work. And I think it's really about culture and how you work together. But you brought up the silos, and I think that's kind of where hyperconvergence in one way kind of has a, a good cast of breaking down some of those silos because you're kind of merging a lot of things, but it doesn't really affect the operations too much, even though you know we, we have an API that you can start to use and help with deployments, and you can actually tie that into your stack. So there's some synergies there, but culture, automation, sharing, and you know measurement too are all kind of things that need to, to be looked at. Throwing things over the wall and hoping that they get done by somebody else is not really a, a great way. And I think a lot of it comes down to everyone's got different motivations. Hopefully there's like a bonus at the end of the tunnel yeah. one year at, like, you know, whatever year end is at Nutanix. Oh, I, you know, I did a good job. I get a bonus. But what you're, you know, what you and I are probably have different things that we're measured on. And that's no different than typically infrastructure people you know, get rewarded for keeping things stable. Yeah. And you have the development team that gets rewarded for releases. They're kind of two different things. So kind of how do you bridge the divide? There's been reward systems in place like companies probably that predate most people. And so it requires like how a lot of thinking um, to get everything right. Yeah, for sure. And, and speaking of measurement, I mean, uh, let's maybe jump into a bit of how the course is laid out give folks a sense of at a high level what's in the course what people can expect from the course i know there's um i believe three lessons maybe you can give people a breakdown of how you walk them through this this course so yeah there's three lessons breaking down what devops is what isn't it stuff around the the tooling that that's involved 
it's kind of neat too. The really the the demos and the in class work they do a really good job for an online course of of breaking it down. So there's there's different me- uh, methods I guess involved in in doing that. There's a little bit of Q and A and questions. It actually one of the, it sounds cheesy, but the some of the the comic characters that were built um, are pretty fun and just another learning tool for the for the visual people to have fun with it too. Yeah, and and I, we haven't mentioned this, and I think it's important to mention, but this is a free course. Folks can um, sign up on Udacity and and take this course for free. And what's what's the length of the course, Dwayne? I guess it'll it'll vary how how fast you can can plow through it, but you can probably do a lesson a day, short order. It's not hours and hours long. It's not meant to be. The longest parts will be kind of walking through through the setup. If you want to, depending on how you know, how dirty you want to get your hands with vagrants and and looking at Jenkins, yeah, yourself. Right, right. Uh, is this course targeted to beginners, intermediate? Uh, well, I would say it's kind of for for everyone. That if you've only really heard of DevOps and you kind of want to hear what people are talking about, it's a it's a great way to to get some perspective on it. I sort of feel the same way. I think course like this is good for for everyone to either uh, get started with understanding DevOps and or getting a refresher. You can always find some nugget of uh, knowledge in the course. I really like the the way the videos are done. I was I was taking a quick peek at it this morning. Uh, I intend to go through the course over the next little while, and I thought it was really really well done. Really, um, great way to to present the information to to folks. Yeah, well, they uh, the video team is pretty good too. They can make my stumbling and bumbling look uh, somewhat coherent. So kudos to them as well. Is there any homework assignments through the course that sort of you do and then you you have to submit, or or is it you just you do it on your own? Whether you do it or not, it's it's on you. Well, I, that's probably like most online courses. You know, you the the work is there. No one's going to be saying no. You can't pass go on to the next one, though. The tests will make you get them right before moving on. So okay, I didn't know there was a test. There, there's some quizzes involved, but uh, ah, okay, nothing mind blowing. And is there a uh, certificate for at the end of the course for for folks who've completed it? Oh God, you've uh, put me on the spot. To be honest, I, I I don't know. That's all right. We'll encourage folks to check it out <laughs> online. <laughs> That's our uh, Easter egg for for folks. Uh, I encourage you to. Um, go through the course and, and, and find out at the end, you know. I also noticed, just quickly looking at it, I know you mentioned you, know, you take it at your own pace, but I did notice that you can have it completed in three weeks depending on how much time you commit. That's good to know. Give people a, a sense of just what's sort of involved, even though you can do it at your own pace, at your own leisure. So that, that's really good. Yeah, there's other, like, there's a good collection of content too, other videos that have been added in that you can go off and watch to supplement what's what's in the course too. And the, some of them are pretty interesting. Uh, I know the one by Chef is a good one as well. Mm. That's something to bring up actually. Um, what are some of the, the tools you're seeing out there in the industry as they relate to DevOps? What, what are some of the more common tools used? I think Puppet is a popular one if that falls under DevOps. What what are some of the ones you're seeing that are most used, most popular, if you will, or, or up and coming? Well, I think a lot of the ones is just getting the code from development into production without too many uh, gotchas. And so this is kind of like the whole container, you know, the containers talk and why 
you know, I think there's probably still a long way to go. Like Vagrant and Packer are have been built around virtual machines and well, bare metal to kind of that life cycle before containers and lots of people have expertise with it. So I think those ones are like gonna be around for a long time. They're not they're not going away. The automation ones, Ansible seems to be really picking up uh, a lot of steam. So it's like, you know, it's kind of hard now. Like I don't, in the test lab, I have things I want to automate. I can kind of get away with writing, you know, bash scripts to, to do my work for what I need. And then like on the continuous integration. So like Jenkins is a popular piece of software used for kind of like doing incremental changes, you know, instead of having one giant release and then figuring out what blew up, you're always kind of submitting your code, it automatically goes off, it makes a build, automate your unit testing. So we have, I think we have Jenkins in-house at Nutanix, but we actually have our own homegrown, which is very Jenkins-like for building our builds. And so at any one time, the the engineers can go off and get the latest build, test it out. And that just continues every day, every night, um, builds are being created. Yeah, exactly. And to go along with that, I think you had a you have a quote actually on the Udacity website uh, taken from Puppet Lab's State of DevOps, which surprised me, and it and it said something to the effect from from 2013 and 14, high performing organizations are deploying code 30 times more frequently with 50% fewer failures than their lower performing counterparts. And that can be attributed to uh, DevOps methods, Dwayne. Yeah, it's just, you know, smaller builds, continual testing, you know, catching the problem at the source before, you know, kind of down the road. Yeah, it's just it's really just good hygiene. Yeah, to be honest. Yeah, that that was pretty, uh, pretty impressive. I remember back in the days, weekend code deployments, but I get the sense with DevOps, it's, as you mentioned, more frequent, more often, and changes can be pulled back just as easily as they are deployed, if you will. Yeah, you have the you have the processes in place. When you have, you know, 250 changes and something goes wrong, you're like, well, it could be this, it could be that. Was it a permission error? Was it a new feature? That's just kind of the the ease of use, or you know, from a troubleshooting perspective, what what goes wrong. I'll probably mention for folks too. Like, I don't, I don't want you know, we certainly don't want people to get hung up on the tools, so to speak. There's some people that that might think, oh, I, I I'm running Jenkins, I'm now DevOps, or I'm I'm running uh, Ansible, I'm now DevOps. You know, it's it's more than that. I think it's larger than that. And I think uh, walking through this course give people a good sense of what's involved, what's needed, and how to move forward. So that's that's awesome. Any last words around any good books, Dwayne, that you? Uh, you've read on devops uh, lately uh you know i more like online but i can tell you the the people at uh target have some great stuff uh online that they're really embracing it there's even a couple um podcasts where those people are involved and they they talk about the same thing like more builds really, really changing the game for them you know actually how the companies ran so they're kind of the one of the poster childs for it uh, anyway. At least they're very open to what's happening on the inside. And we can expect maybe some uh, more blog posts from you on on DevOps and and uh, moving forward so people can, can get a sense of what's involved? Yeah, I hope so. I think my blog post has been kind of <laughs> kind of <laughs> lean over the summer months, so we need to get reacquainted. Yeah, that's all good. All right. That's awesome, Dwayne. Thanks so much for for taking the time today. Um, I do want to remind folks, the course is on Udacity. It's called Introduction to DevOps. It's free. 
you take it at your own pace. Even if you're just interested in, you know, what is DevOps, just jump in, take the course, check it out. I think you'll come away with with a nugget of um, wisdom, that's for sure. And before we let you go, Dwayne, I want to ask you a couple questions, personal questions. Uh, we like to get to know our guests a bit more. Um, rapid fire, two rapid fire questions. iOS or Android? I'm an iPhone guy. And your favorite app on iOS? Probably the most used is probably Yammer. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't, I don't, you know what? My phone's really, like, for fun, it's probably Netflix. Because between net, Netflix and YouTube, if I'm, like, going to go for a run or something, I usually, you know, learning-wise, I'm on YouTube trying to watch someone else's presentation. Just mind-numbing, kind of zoning out. Okay, Dwayne. So um, for folks, if they'd like to follow you on, on social, it's dlink7 on Twitter. Your blog is itbloodpressure.com. And there has to be a story around there, is there, Dwayne? <laughs> yeah. So I worked in healthcare for a lot of years. And so that's kind of where the, the IT blood pressure came about. And IT is supposed to be easy, but you know, if you're a practitioner, you know that there's, uh, there's always more to it than that. So that's really kind of the, the idea behind it. Thank you so much, Dwayne, and we will be back next week with another podcast and hope to um, chat with someone new and about something new. So uh, with that, thank you, everyone, and we'll talk next week. Yeah, thanks, Angelo. Thank you for listening. I encourage you to follow Nutanix on Twitter for the latest news and announcements. Subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud. If you haven't done so already, download Community Edition and continue the conversation over at the next community at next.nutanix.com. And with that, for Dwayne Lesnar, I am Angelo Luciani. See you next time.